So, I'm going to bring it back to the top. I say that because I listen to a lot of podcasts. They have some catchy shit in the beginning to say. So, I'm going to start saying that. We bring it back to the top like DJs do. This is Put It On Record, the DJ podcast about DJing. Hosted by DJs. My name is DJ Byrne. Uh, shout out to Recio and Don't Fret. They're busy as usual, but I'm holding it down. This is season two, episode one. And I feel like this podcast is going to change a lot after this episode. We might have some new listeners. Um, we're probably going to run these numbers up. I'm, 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 I have a strange feeling. But uh, before we get into this episode, I do want to talk about the last season uh, season one for all the new listeners thank you welcome make sure you like the pod subscribe and share um, share it to other djs you know or share it to people that just might be interested in djing or the music business because this is what we talk about um, so season one just wrapped up we had a, a couple guests uh, we talked about our personal dj experiences and for those of you that are new this podcast was created strictly so i could talk to other djs about djing because those five or ten minutes that we have in between switching between sets is the only time we get to talk about shared experiences. And so I like to talk about equipment, talk about why we don't take no fucking requests, all that shit. So um, we can do this in long form with this podcast. So that's the purpose of this podcast. If you're new, um, if you're a returning listener, welcome. Uh, this is season two. Like I said, it's going to be more consistent. Uh the oh yeah happy new year 2023 one of my resolutions is to be more intentional with everything that i do so this is one of my commitments is to make sure this comes out every week whether we have guests or not whether the co-hosts are here or not i'm gonna talk to myself for at least 20 minutes just so i'm consistent consistency is key but um with that being said i do have a long list of people that i wanted to have on this podcast people that i've met in passing people that i know personally people that i don't know um, and this is the proper way to start off season two, episode one with the one and only first of all, oh, let me, I, I didn't ask you this. Is, do you prefer the DJ in front of your name or do you just go by your name? I prefer the DJ in front. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Some people are like, I'm not a DJ, I'm a creative. Okay, cool. DJ Chubb E Swag. What's good? What's good? And yeah, I'm a, I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ. I can yeah. put all the. Everything can either come from the DJ or go back in. I'm both. So okay, okay, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So welcome. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here. Like I told you off the pod, I've had dozens of questions for you, but I saved it for this moment because I feel like other people will have the same questions and they could probably learn something from it. So I'll be ready to uh, open up. You know your knowledge, and we're going to talk about you, your history, what you're doing now, what you're going to be doing in the future. and everything in between so welcome i'm ready um first of all i do want to say how we met um well let me ask you hold on hold on on. let me me rewind the proper way yeah let's bring it back to the top (laughs) the proper way to start this podcast um there's usually two questions we ask everybody that we interview First question is, what's well, a two-part question? The first question, where your name came from and what your original name was? Because I've I've come to find out that almost every DJ, their name is not their original name. Original name, yeah, no. So where did yours come from? If you had the original one, what was the original one? Okay, so I'm probably going to disappoint you. My name has been my name the whole time. Ain't nothing wrong with that. 
the entire uh, now 14, <clears throat> 14 years. Well, it's going to be 15, but <clears throat> the entire 14-year period, I've been Chevy Swag. So okay. I'm lucky, lucky to have that. It came from Howard University, first week of school, being at a place called the Booty Wall. Mm. Exciting, right? Sounds interesting. Yeah, very much so. Uh, conversing with young women at the time. One of them happens to be from California, so we struck up a friendship. And she, we had a rapport, so she was like, oh, you're really cool. You got that chubby swag. Mm. Ah, the light bulb. Boom. Okay. Like I do. So by the end of the week, I was chubby swag. Very much okay. so. And then in... Howard is very easy to start movements, start mm. campaigns, start anything. Nice. I let my, my creativity run run wild with it. Okay. In a brand okay. branding sense. Right. Um, but I was going to be a DJ when I was younger. I chose not to be, but I would have been DJ Too Fresh. Mm, okay. And then right. here's the last, last, last DJ name story. So, my real name is Terrell Williams, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the easy choice would have been DJ Rail, right? So out here, there's a DJ by the name of DJ Rail, right? That's DJ Motherfucking Rail, right? Well, is that his it, drop? No, that's the other. That's another. oh, that's another one. <laughs> there's plenty of them, but out right. in LA, there's 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 a DJ Rail, DJ Rail. And uh, we DJ at the same place often at the Don. Mm. And uh, last time I met him, I went up to him. I was like, hey, you know we got the same name. He was like, what you mean? I was I took my ID out because his, his name also is Terrell Williams. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. I'm glad I wasn't DJ Rail. <laughs> it's also uh, Birdman's brother's name, too. Very much so. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a lot more interesting than my story, but uh, if you want to know where I got my name from, you got to go back to season one and listen to the episode where I talk about myself. What? This ain't about me. This is it's about you. Okay. Season one. I'll the second it. question. Tell us about your most embarrassing moment as a DJ. I don't trust you if you don't have any. I don't really trust you if your whole DJ career has been roses because you ain't been through nothing. Right. But I've had a litany of computer issues. I've had computer issues since I've started. So this is something I've. That's why when you see me, I carry two computers with me and an iPad. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. Like literally, like I will not be stopped. Right. I will will, on the app. You see them scratching on iPad, it doesn't matter. But um, I was DJing a show at Howard Theater. Mm-hmm. And this is why when we were talking earlier about Fly Union, that's how they came up. LeBron pulls up to the show. Because Fly Union is there, and I want to say Kendrick is the closer. Right, He's okay. BETs, something, something, blah, 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 this or that. But it's sold out. LeBron buys the entire top floor. <laughs> now, what year was this? This is like 
13, 14, mm, okay. somewhere in there. Nothing. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have a bracelet on my ankle yet. Okay. Or on my own. It's, it, it's there. It, it was around that time. Okay. But I'm there. I'm on stage. I'm getting off, too. I'm getting I'm getting big records off. Mm. And this is... Uh, Jay Murphy was the host. He wasn't DJing at the time. He was, okay. Uh, I mean, he was DJing, but he wasn't. He was hired at the time to host that event. Gotcha. He was hosting. I'm DJing. He killed Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Between, our, between ours, between acts, everything. So this is the time in which I'm supposed to go off because it's like the... The midway point, like the halftime before the big, the bigger closers come out. Right. I throw a song on. I get the other song ready. Jay, look at me. He's saying, da, 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 "Chubby Swag, are you ready?" And he points to me. Throw the song on. My computer say, "No, you don't." Pew. <laughs> says, no, you don't. And then it it gives me the you know when it. I don't know if that's uh, Japanese or. It's another language. Oh, it's like the whole like uh, full of text. And then it does. It then it do the screen wipe like the right. Like oh no, I I see my computer do things that day I've never seen it do before. (laughs) And I was like, my heart sank through my my bottom. Mm. Like I just felt terrible. And um, yeah, that was. That was bad. So how'd you bounce back from it? I mean, you had to restart it or what happened? Oh, I called somebody who mm. lived around the corner and I was in oh so many words. MF, get your GDASS down here, computer, 911, emergency. I should call like three people. Mm. The first person to show up got in. Right. Got in later, but it was one of them like very lucky to have a good friend trained in high places, but <clears throat> it was tough. That one was that one hurt. I yeah, that's um that one hurt. Knowing that you looking LeBron I'm looking LeBron in his face. Right. He probably looking like, Are you fucking up? <laughs> hey, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> right. Uh, thought he was a professional. Don't I, don't I, have I, him in game six. <laughs> never hire him again. No, um I I only know like one or two other DJs that that I know of that ha- that carry around more than one computer. And that makes sense to why you would do that now, just in case. Always. And you don't wanna you don't wanna ever ex ex yourself out of gigs. I mean you you've seen you've seen my <clears throat> not my second computer, but you've also seen my uh well you have seen me with both computers because we were at the other gig. But you've seen me pull out that, that gray and orange tool. Yes. <laughs> Tool wallet with like eighty. It's like eighty cords, and it looks Bro. like a CD wallet for cords. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to be prepared. I I don't carry around an extra computer, but I definitely carry around an aux cord, and I got a second phone on me. So some music is gonna be played while I figure this out. I'll, I'll play one of my old mixes, something while I figure it out. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you talked about your. Uh, Upbringing a little bit. We talked about the DJ names. Um, I, I forgot to mention. Um, tell everybody where you're from. I'm from Los Angeles, California, uh, by way of Inglewood. So mm-hmm. I was in Inglewood first, and then we moved over when I was like four or five. They're not too far from each other. 
Inglewood is actually one of the few cities where you can be in LA, drive through Inglewood, pop out the other side, and still be in LA. Right. So <laughs> it, it's one of those. But they're they're more homogenous than anything. Uh, we kind of left because of the gang element and things going on with my brother at the time. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm from LA. I'm okay. LA, born and raised. And uh, for those that don't know, because I didn't know until I moved out there, um, L.A., the city is one small piece of the whole function. You know, like it's it's the uh, L.A. area. Well, look, so it's it's there's there's L.A. city, right? Like the city. Mm -hmm. And then there's L.A. county. Yeah, the county is what encompasses everything. And then there's also the greater L.A. area. Yeah, right. Wow, that. Everything. So you know how T- you know what TMZ stands for? I actually don't. It stands for thirty miles zone. Hmm. Message. If you learned something new today, I, I definitely did. <laughs> the thirty miles zone. That that's the the encompasses of the actual city itself. Mm. But uh, L.A. County. When people are talking about the county, or when they talk about L.A. in general, the greater L.A. area. They mean like Compton, Watts, L.A., but it also means like Encino, the Valley, Sherman Oaks, the West right. Side, Santa Monica, Torrance. Like that's all L.A. It's L.A. It's L.A. It's L.A. Right. Uh, Carson. It's L.A. Yeah. It's LA. All this stuff I didn't know until I moved out there. And um, shout out to DJ Ola. She's living in Long Beach. And I'm like, bro, I'm not driving out there. <laughs> And look, long even Long Beach is LA because yeah. I I dare you to tell me that Snoop not an LA rapper. Right he, now, Long Beach might be like the last little border for real. Because I wouldn't like Anaheim. I wouldn't really consider that LA. That's like Orange County, like Orange County and all that other stuff. It's kind of like LA based, but mm-hmm. they those are they got their own. For me, San Diego that's its own. You feel me? Right. Vegas is its own. What about uh, Costa Mesa? Is that like, is that LA or is that? Ooh, if, you're going to have to make me take my map out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is, there's more than just. Often. Let me go. Right. <laughs> my phone. The, the greater LA area. Like you said, when people say L.A., they think about Santa Monica, Compton, Torrance, Manhattan Beach. See, okay, uh, boom. All right, so when I said, yeah, Anaheim, Anaheim is behind Long Beach, and you're going lower. So Costa Mesa will be underneath that. That's even lower that, than that, yeah. That's still kind of far. like, But it's not as far as like Riverside or Ontario, and them is like, I wouldn't consider that the greater L.A. area, but it's right on the outskirts. So, mm-hmm. like, once you start popping out of, like, an hour, hour and a half out the city mm-hmm. or out of the, the main, like, the, the, the bulk of everything, that's when, that's when it's like, okay, you done, you done gone too far. <laughs> you done gone too far. So, you mentioned uh, when you were younger, you are going to be a DJ. What happened? I wanted to. Um, I had two cousins at the time. They were both in a rap group called Another Level. Uh, I'll shoot you some of that stuff. It's a, they were uh, an older rap group in the 90s, and uh, they actually charted. They did pretty well. They were signed to 
Priority through Cube and uh, songs with Farside, songs with Cube, uh, songs produced by Layla, things like that. Mm-hmm. But my cousins were the, the producer and the DJ, and they both were the production team. Their names were Sticks and Stone. So back in the day, I used to play piano. I played piano from ages like <clears throat> ages five to about age 19. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, so those were my first turntable. Mm. And um, production at the time suited me more and better. So it allowed me a little uh, easier accessibility or easier assimilation, easier transition at the time. Because DJing just back then, it seemed a little more confusing. The funny thing is, it got easier to understand once I learned production. Yep. That was the part I didn't really even understand. Like, oh, this is just, oh, this is just this, this is just that, this is just yeah. this and that. And then it, it was already built. Like, I didn't have to build it. I just right. had to do the manipulations as I as I saw fit. And that, to me, was more creative than trying to make something out of nothing on a piano. Right. So it gave me a greater appreciation of it later on. And then those two Terrells in life met, had a conversation like, no, this is important. This is important. And then they were like, no, these are both important. Right. So musical influences when you were younger, your cousins, obviously. Um, But who else? My mom was in the choir. My aunt was the choir director, and she's famous. She's, uh, rest in peace, Barbara Allen. She is a famous, famous, famous choir director. And she used to sing and tour with the Beatles and all kind of stuff when she was younger. But you watched BET before. I, 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 okay. Just have to make sure. No. Off the bounce, like with you, give you a hard time. You know where we. I'm good for a black joke. Yeah. Um, but in Sunday mornings, you know when they used to be at a, the amusement park and they mm-hmm. used to all have on those bright shirts. Stephen did that like 153 times. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like she's in a lot of newspapers. A lot. Of, it's hard to get critical acclaim as a choir director. You know, if you don't have your own albums and everything else, but. She got as close as anybody could get. She mm-hmm. was the lady. And okay. her appreciation for music really helped me define my own and then helped me chisel out, okay, this is what I want to sound like. This is what I like to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then I can grow my appreciation around that for other things. I don't have to force it. Like a lot of a lot of stuff has been scholarly um, scholarly, scholar, scholarly forced, mm-hmm. educationally uh, oppressive. Right. <laughs> so I tried to make it as fun as possible, and she she taught me that do that anything. Dope. She, she could do anything. Like she could she could she could play by ear. She could write. She could arrange. She could direct. She could sing. She could literally do anything. Talk to my do anything. 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 It's talent. Um, Proficient. Serious. Like, I'm Barbara was a monster. Well, big shout out to her. 
What high school? Okay, you graduated high school. I did. I did. What were your other choices besides where you went to college, or was that the only choice? No, um, actually, I <clears throat> back then I didn't even want to go. I didn't even know Howard was the best choice of my life until after I went there. At the time, I didn't get into Berkeley. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yale was like my super long shot, but I didn't get into Berkeley. I didn't get into Dartmouth. Um, and the schools I did get into and that I liked didn't give me the money on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm I'm going to run away. Honestly, <laughs> like that was pretty much my ordeal. I was going to run away from home. And that was as close as I could get to doing so. All right, and you went to the Mecca. Yeah, Howard University. University. In the middle of D.C., which is a far cry from Slauson Avenue. Yes, that's uh, it's two different worlds. Um, wh- <laughs> what did you major? I majored in economics. Okay. Economics. Originally, I was supposed to go to Wall Street. So what I was going to do, I was going to... Uh, graduate, then go do Wall Street, then try to do an MBA situation. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize until later, like, they took economics out of the business school. It was in college arts and science. Oh. So I had to take a whole bunch of, like, swimming and other just... And it, I'll let... It, bro, anybody could tell you, the swimming class at Howard has kept a lot of people from graduating. Really? Yes. And you have to take swimming to graduate from the College of Arts and Sciences at Howard. That is wild, to say the yeah. least. Well, I mean, because they... <laughs> Howard is funny because they're big on, uh, like, bucking stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll be the first to tell you, like, nah, dude, people who graduate from here know how to swim. <laughs> we not like the mother. <laughs> That's funny, uh, but I guess it makes you a more well-rounded person if you can, you know, yeah, do stuff like I, that. I hope that, yeah, man. Look, I, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But luckily, I'm, I think the part that I hated more was the fact that I knew how to swim already, mm-hmm. and then I, the the swimming class, like I took intermediate, mm-hmm. like a dummy. Right, like, you should have went the Like this was. <laughs> But even the even the junior even when I tried to get into the, the junior levels from he had them swim a mile. I was like, bro, you're tweaking. Right. Like his Navy SEALs training, like, come on. Tweaking. And you have to swim a mile and under a certain I'm like, bro, you're tweaking. Man. You're a tweaker. Yeah, ah. That's a... That that's wild. I didn't know that either. And that's really crazy. Is, I used to see him later on, like at bars and stuff. I used to be <laughs> Well, you made it, right? You, you, I don't want to put you on the spot. You did the graduate, no, right? No, no, I didn't graduate. But he used oh. to, he used to, he used to be like, "What well, you you passed, didn't you?" And I was like, mm. "That's a shame." Whoever that no, was. No, but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't graduate. I went on tour. I went smack on tour middle of uh, 2012. Wait, uh, so 
You never graduated? Mm-mm. Okay, I didn't know that. No. You know. Honestly, there's a we have a whole legacy of DJs that I haven't graduated. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of like if you go to the league, like it's cool to go back and get your degree, but for what? Like you, you know what I mean? But kids, if you're listening, um, make go, the right decision with school. school. Yeah. Go, go to, to school. school. I would recommend going to community college first, so you're not wasting money trying to figure out what mm-hmm. you're doing. And then um, filter in, yeah. And then you yeah. meet more people that way too. Absolutely. Um, but in college is obviously when you started DJing, right? Yeah, my first year, first year, freshman. How'd you pick that up? Well, I needed the creative out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing piano anymore, and I knew I wanted to do something new. Can you still play piano right now? I feel like that's something you don't forget how to do. You don't forget, but you'd be I, rusty. Yeah, I would embarrass okay. myself. So it's something I wouldn't. And then having that background as a musician, you know, like don't embarrass yourself. Right. It's like a DJ, like you, you see them doing three click flares, bro. That's not you. That's right. not you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just stick stick. In. Stick to the stop pauses and juggles that you used to. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. So you needed a creative outlet. And you wasn't doing piano. We need the creative outlet. Wasn't doing piano. And then I had a shitload of music, bro. Can we cuss on here? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Yeah, we. I brought a shitload of music. A shitload of music. I had a hundred gigs of music back then. Back then, like I, I was Limewire generation, a Blogspot generation. Bit torrent, you torrent like oh uh, uh Steely Dan discography. Oh, I've yeah. never heard of Steely Dan. <laughs> oh, you man. know it's funny, um I was just at my gig yesterday, I was talking to somebody else about how to this day I still load songs up and be like, Oh, this the this the line wire version. That's why it sounds shitty. I need to delete this and I never do. And then three months later I play it again like and so I now to delete this. I tried to put in the title when I play a bad song. It, like I'll add to the end of it, like "Rock Your Hips." Don't play this version, just so I don't play the wrong don't version. Play. <laughs> it's better than what we usually do, which is this one, right? <laughs> bro, bro, exclamation, I, exclamation! This one. This, this is, is the version. This is what I be saying about this podcast because nobody else will understand that. But I definitely got a bunch of this ones in my computer this too, <laughs> bro. I have like, I. At, there was one point I had like 13 different, this is how we do it. Mm. You understand? And you want the one. You want the one you want. Yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of Fat Al, I, I, I got the one that he made in his bedroom. And I got the the the, uh, the industry version. Like like the, yeah. the, the Madden version. And so I'm like, this one, not the other one. We still do it off to this day. So, okay, boom. You need an outlet. You got all this music, mm-hmm. so you just and I'm went getting, and bought a... I'm getting more music uh, along the way too. Like meeting meeting friends from Howard really helped uh, refine my musical taste. Because because people come to Howard from all over the country, right? So no, all over the world. All over the world, yeah. All over the world, we we uh, we could duke it out any school on diversity. Any school, any school, and it's not even just black people. Like, right? It's everybody, everybody. Right. Like anybody you could think of is at Howard. 
like mm. and just and you wouldn't think of it like just like why is the white boy from the, the, the and it's like oh it's in the middle of dc he's got a political track this 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 that and the third this is his oh like, right he's setting oh. himself up so yeah and then not to mention they was going every white person i knew from hours was going to school for free for yeah. free if they wasn't rich they was going for free like that was for a long time like that was the thing like why people knew they could get into hbcus on scholarship like boom yeah <laughs> yeah like, it wasn't just howard it's just hbcus in general like white people knew like for free, right. <laughs> or at least they'll take care of us. <laughs> right, yeah, get how you live for sure. Um, yeah. So, what was your first setup? Oh, boom! So I didn't even have no equipment, and a lot of people hated on me at the time too, because it was, and I could see why. But uh, we're gonna talk about haters in a minute for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll do it cumulatively. Yes, <laughs> cumulatively. Um, my first setup was a black MacBook. What's the is it? Black MacBook because it yep. wasn't a pro. It was the black MacBook. This was like '08, right? Yes. Okay. Exactly when it was fall 2008. Black MacBook, and I was using DJ by Algorithm. Mm. The original. The original. The original, the original here, and I was going out of the out of the ox. Um, I mean, and I was a wizard too, because like the, the hilarious thing. Okay, well, honestly, my first setup was just the laptop and iTunes, mm. and I was just like, I think it's time to play the next song. Like boom, <laughs> yep. Yeah, because I wasn't doing nothing big or important at first. It was just house parties or being in my house or playing music or whatever. It was the most random places too. Oh yeah, come do this for the, the, the all right. Right. And then after like a few months of doing it, you like, I know where this goes. I know where this goes. I know the timing for this. Right. I know people enjoy this. And then hearing more DJs over time, you're like, all right, cool. Boom, boom, boom. So after a while, I started getting decent at it. Mm-hmm. Start your decent at it. And I start practicing a little bit with it. Second semester comes around. My homeboy from LA, he hits me. He's like, "Hey, bro, uh, I believe in you. I think we should we should get serious with this DJ thing. If you're serious, like, I'm gonna go buy some speakers with my refund check. You feel me? You go do your other equipment. Blah blah blah. And then every party, you know, we split the money." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, bet. Like that was Yeah. But yeah, he um bought that stuff and then I, I showed him where to get it for cheap. We got cheap. cheap. Bro, I remember those speakers were so heavy, bro. Mm. Heavy. The heaviest speakers you've ever like felt <laughs> in your life. But we got two of them. And we got hella cables and everything. Got it shipped to the dorm. Oh my mm. god, how dangerous! Right, could have gotten stolen. Everything. Um, and then we went from there. All second semester, we did about three, four events a week. You also bought DJ equipment at this time, or 
I was gifted a mixer. Which one? A Gemini. This is before the Deny Hot Toronto. It was a Gemini two channel and it was flat. It was one of those. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was one of those. It was one yeah. of those. Yeah, I um my first mixer was also a Gemini six two six or something. I don't know. It was black, two channel, black and light orange or something. I don't know, but it was a piece of shit. But I still got it. It's in my parents' basement. So Man, I, I've been through the I've been through the ringer with mixers. I had I've had the up down left right like the cube joint. Mm-hmm. I've had the vest. I've had like three or four Vestax mixers. That's probably how old I am. I was the Vestax generation. I had a, a PMC Pro 05 as well. Mm-hmm. I, I got and, I got in trouble one year because you know the transform button. Yeah. You know how I used to just shut like everything off. Right. I hit it one time on accident performing <laughs> with uh, IAS. Mm. You know, uh shawty is like a melody. Yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> we I... had... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Everybody say bye to my mom. Bye mom. Bye. I'm performing with Ayaz at Magic Mountain and it mm. was hilarious. For for Steve Lobel. Mm. Pause real quick because I didn't know this until I moved to LA. Magic Mountain in Columbus is a putt-putt place. You go there, you play miniature golf, and you drive go-karts. Magic Mountain in California is an amusement park. Cracking. Huge amusement park. <laughs> Cracking. And look, and in, in D.C., it's the same. Well, in D.C., it's Six Flags. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yep. So I was at the Six Flags. I was at Six Flags. But, yeah, so we're there. We're at the back park because, you know, they have, like, venue type things with speakers and all kind of you know like arrangements right and they had an IAS concert or had a concert for the little young ass and IAS was supposed to come out and perform blah 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 Steve Lobel threw me out there like alright you can play the song do 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 we good alright cool we good good <laughs> go out there I'm doing my thing I'm dropping it when he I'm supposed to you know when he's supposed to talk extra stuff all right something happened in the middle of the song i drop it and then it don't back on i'm like hmm. so what happened oh, he keeps singing a little bit he in the verse and then he get out of there <laughs> he's like oh man, and then all man. of a sudden i'm like then i hit the transform button and the sound comes like oh Like Listen. no way! Like no way! So, it's all about trials and tribulations. Very much so. Very much so. Very but much. back to Howard. So, Sorry. um, so you gifted a mixer. I'm sure you got some twelves from somebody, or you bought some twelves. Is that what no? Next? I no twelves no yet. No twelves yet. I didn't get twelves until. Okay, so after my first year, Howard is over. I go work at Universal Studios Hollywood that entire summer. Okay. And I don't eat meat or bread. <laughs> <laughs> I was a sick man. I was mm. just trying to survive. Yeah. But I saved up enough money to buy turntables separately uh-huh. <laughs> and then a mixer, uh, which was really just a cube. It was left, right, up, down. 
and now I had to buy records. I couldn't buy Serato yet. Mm. Still poor. Couldn't buy Serato yet. So you buying records. So I'm buying records. I, I have pictures of all this on Facebook. That's that's why I don't delete anything. <sighs> um, and I'll, I'll, I'll shoot them over later. But yeah, um, my stepdad was one of the first people to really like, all right, I'm going to take you for this stuff now. No, when I do this, like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a risk on you because my mom wasn't with it at all. <laughs> She's like, nah, <laughs> starting out, she was not, and she's you know, real traditional, so she wanted me to get a job, right? A real job, so it took some adjustment all around, but. It was cool having those first kind of interactions where people were like, nah, we want to see you do good. Yeah. We want to see you happy. We want to see you uh, continue making people not only love you, but dance and smile. Everything. So, that, so, that was it. So when would you say uh, everything started to take off for you? So I get turntables sophomore probably a few months after that honestly because i start yeah a few months after that going to my second semester sophomore year i win a couple battles and i went to this thing called howard's hottest mm. which at the time was like me mm-hmm. and uh start djing more stuff more stuff working hard working hard working hard Joined this organization called Campus Pals, which is cool. Um, allowed me some visibility, but it also allowed me first priority when it came to doing events for freshmen. Okay, yeah. Which for me, was like advantageous because they're a continuously replenishable group, uh, and also. Uh, it allowed me to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. So the other side was like organizational stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in the org, nobody in the org is really going to reach out like, hey, we need you. Like That's a fact. Yeah, they got their own everything. And this is back when most orgs had their own DJs. Most Greek groups had their own DJs. Like, yep. Their own, like literally their own. So I had to find a way to really make a name for myself. And sophomore year, I did that. Like, I really separated myself from everybody. And I was the voice of the younger group. Going into junior year, <clears throat> I stayed the whole summer in D.C. And I was uh, on the radio station. I was a manager at the radio station. Oh, no, okay. So I was the assistant music director uh, underneath Michael Hamilton, who's now SVP at Def Jam. Mm. So, mm. yeah, that was fun. And then uh, radio, 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 which allowed me, again, access to music, more gigs, and then the ability to also learn the format. Um, WHBC, it was its standalone station, but Mm-hmm. Howard University Radio is its own standalone network, no radio one, okay. none of that. It runs autonomously. So it really taught me about how to do everything independent. 
Mm-hmm. You feel me? And then how to make other people want to leverage off of what you can bring to the table rather than you doing something off of what they can Right. Okay. It really gives and creates value for yourself. So, yeah, I learned a lot just positioning myself in places where a DJ can excel and bring value, but not also be compromised. Mm. So once the radio station started acting up, and like they wasn't really trying to pay me to DJ and be in my position, I got fired for real. So mm. I left. But it wasn't a bad thing for me because it was like, I just get more time to DJ. Right. <laughs> and at that time, junior year, things was picking up. I was in the club. Mm. I had, uh, by that time, I was DJing all the homecoming. Day. So mm. this is back when homecoming used to be a week. A week long. So, like, R&B show Thursday, comedy show Wednesday, gospel show, step show. These are all different days. Right. So it was like, oh, we got these three shows today and four shows tomorrow, daytime, nighttime. Like, no. They were all spread out, and they were all box office, like auditorium, auditorium, stadium, mm. arena, then this, this, that. And then they used to do always Yard Fest outside because it was nowhere big enough to hold it for free, like, because it, mm. it was always a free concert. So my first Yard Fest, where I'm on stage, DJing, like, for the headliner is Ross, and Ross's biggest year because it's like, BMF, the like really the height of his pivot, his MMG pivot. Right. Um, and then, you know, it was a whole bunch of like fab, other kind of artists and everything else. It was big. It was a big thing. So at this point, I'm a name. Like I'm I'm somebody people not only have to recognize, but they gotta like watch out for. And what year is this? Eleven. 11, okay, okay. 11, 11. And then the Nipsey stuff takes place in 12. That's my next question. So how did that... And I feel like before we actually interacted on social media, Mm -hmm. I remember your name specifically from working with Nipsey because that was the time... I, I lived in L.A. 2011 to 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I remember your name from living in L.A. But, okay, so you was officially Nipsey Hussle's first tour DJ. Is that accurate? I don't even know if I was his first. I think um, T-Fats was his first. Okay. And T-Fats is still alive, too. T-Fats is... Um, the, the thing with T-Fats is he's not really a DJ. Mm. <laughs> T-Fats is like a hood Okay. Yeah, and he just happens to DJ the shows for Nip and do mixtapes. Okay. For me, he was never really like he not finna pull up and start. Right. It's, no, he's not gonna get down. He's not gonna. He's there to, to play the records. Shoot, shoot the drops off. Throw yeah. the hood up. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So. No, how that's wrong at How'd you get the call? Um, he was online. I actually didn't even get the, the call for him. He was online, like, 
cut. I need a new DJ. I'm looking for a hungry DJ out here. Boop, boop, boop. I'm finna go on tour. Boop, 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 boop. Must have passport. Boop, boop, boop. I tweeted to myself, like, today, like, I can't empty hustle. Somebody tweeted me back, like, yeah, nigga, you better do that shit. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, let me start my campaign. I was like, hey, bro, woo, blah, blah, blah. Hashtag Chubby Fnoopsie. And everybody just started tweeting out the woodwork for me. God, but yeah, everybody started tweeting out the woodwork for me, and this was at the time where people on Twitter were happy to be vocal, and then the Howard thing was still kind of in play. Right. The Matrix of both was all. It was all special. Like Casey Veggie sent up a tweet for me, mm. and that was really the one where, like, once Casey did that, Nip actually hit me back. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> if Casey was somebody, right? Like even Especially that time, even back then, he was like, "It's." I tell people all the time, it's nothing better than being the next young nigga. You feel me? Like that's the hottest you can ever be. Right. That's, that's the next. Like you never want to be right now because if you right now, it's over soon. Right. Let me is over. I mean, he was he was the next young nigga, and he just happened to be where where we was from, from Inglewood. So like. Right. I know, bro. Like I, I know, bro. I know where bro come from. I know all that. So for me, when he did that for me, because I had DJed a show for him in DC, his first, Casey's first uh, show outside of LA in DC. I DJed this first show. Okay. Um, so when he tapped back in and did that for me, I was like, Dang. not only good looking out, but yeah, maybe I am. Maybe this is for me. Right. Like, Helped align the confidence. Everybody texted me right now. <clears throat> but yeah, help align the confidence. And yeah, man, after that, Nip hit me like, damn, your info play. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's what led to the tweet that I got pinned on my page right now where he's talking about um, shout out to Chubby Swag, that's my DJ, blah, blah, blah. You feel me? Like, that was one of the prouder moments. My life. I mean, I can only imagine. Uh, what was that whole experience like being a tour DJ? Uh, at the time, it wasn't glamorous. Now, it was fruitful. It was productive. But it wasn't glamorous at all. Uh, especially at that time, because Nip was transitioning into dropping Crenshaw songs. Mm-hmm. So he had just dropped uh, extra laps. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And then was like, all right, now I'm going to restructure before going in for kill. Because he was supposed to drop um, well, South Central State of Mom. And then supposed to drive, supposed to drive it, supposed to drive it, supposed to drop it. Then he was supposed to drop uh, Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. like he had teased the album back then so I don't know if he had actually teased the name back then but I know he had transitioned out of South Central State of Mind into something else and then that's why he ended up doing Crenshaw as a, as a mixtape because it's not technically a mixtape it's an album like it's really right. but 
you know, you can get it with drops, you can get it without drops, you can get it mm-hmm. online, get it offline, you can go pay hundred dollars for it. Either way you get it, you're gonna have to put some money in that man's pocket. Right. <laughs> so he was transitioning into into positioning himself to do that. Um but we weren't working with like gigantic budgets. I wasn't on no PJ. No, bro. No. No. Well, I, I mean I flew myself to a few shows. I drove myself to most shows. Um but being able to rock that was the experience that made it worth everything. I knew at the time I was DJing for now in my favorite rapper from my neighborhood but the best rapper in my neighborhood right you feel me so it it made it made things greater when he passed away like oh this will never happen again mm-hmm. but i knew back then the value of the time i was spending and the message behind everything he said because this is when he was still performing uh hustling the house i need that mm-hmm. love and Everything off the marathon, marathon continues. He was doing a few of the newer songs. Actually, <laughs> hilariously, I'm the first person he performed uh, "Right Hand to God" with. Mm. Yep. So he uh, performed that at the House of Blues, 2013. Mm. 2013, House of Blues 2013. But, but yeah, it was, um, it was crazy. It was crazy to see. Because he did it with, with 1500. He did it a lot. But he he rarely did new songs, just new songs. So that was, it, it was the experience of a lifetime, man. I, I just tell people the tour part of it isn't as glamorous as working for the bigger artists or bigger budgets or bigger labels. Right. But I got out of it what I put into it. And, I was like, and Nip was great. Nip was great the whole time. You feel me? Like, he he did the best he could in this situation. And mm-hmm. Everybody tried to reach some benefit. So, yeah. so let's rewind a little bit because you mentioned that the tour is the reason why you didn't finish school, correct? Yeah. How hard of a decision was that? wasn't hard at all. My mom forgot to pay my junior year. <laughs> so that was, you feel me, like I was already uh, outside, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, like, I just wanted to stay productive and stay near the school. But when this opportunity got presented to me, I was out. I was out, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what opportunity looks like. Right. Yeah, one thousand percent. I mean You feel me? And not to mention like bro, like I got needs. I want nice things. Right. <laughs> you feel me? I want red leather and fur. <laughs> right. Nah, I got you. Um so after that experience, the tour experience, what did what does your career look like after that? I was really in a dark place because I knew I had to, um, well, look, so January 3rd of that year, yeah, January 3rd of that year, uh, I go down for a little incident 
in the state of Maryland. And uh, unfortunately, my mom would fly out, take off work, <laughs> bail me out. We got to get lawyers involved, kind of other unfortunate stuff. Um, so I'm fighting trial the whole time. You know, mm. the, that last little round with Nip, and I told him, like, middle of the year, like, hey, bro, like, I went down. Uh, I'm going to have to end up doing some time for it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Or sitting down for it. Right. I, I ended up sitting down for it. I ended up having to, I did a couple of weeks, but I had to do way more time with ankle bracelet and then do two years probation after that. And then, so is that what stopped the tour? Tour life for you? I'm going to say, yeah, his tour life didn't I don't stop. know. He kept going. Yeah, no. yeah he was straight to the top. I actually just seen his last DJ two weeks ago. But, yeah, no, nah, he uh, <clears throat> he kept going. And then, yeah, everything's tour life at that particular time stopped for me for sure. I couldn't even do no, no parties in between January and June 2014. Mm. Yeah, so, something like that in between June 2014. Because um, I was supposed to do, I was supposed to do Howard graduation. I was supposed mm-hmm. to do, bro, surprise party. I was supposed to do all kind of little gritty. I, man, I was supposed to, bro, I was supposed to. I had so much stuff on my table that people were trying to put me on. I couldn't do none of that because I was on an ankle bracelet. Mm. Ankle bracelet. Ankle bracelet. Ankle bracelet. Ankle bracelet. So, once you got that shackle off you. Well, look, so I was DJing with it on. <laughs> nah, that's when, so... That's when I did the, if you go on my SoundCloud, it's like a Just Kicking It mixtape series. I was doing a mix once a week. Mm. I did like 25, 30 of them, something like that. And then Boosie got out, I did a Boosie mix, I did a Beyonce mix. Now, a lot of these ended up getting clipped, you feel me, uh, copyright and everything else. But, bro, I, I got probably 1,900 followers in that time mm. on SoundCloud. Just chunking mix, bro. Mix, 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 mix. Chunking mix, bro. Chunking mix, chunking mix. Mm. So it's like, if it came down to it, bro, I'll go back to it. And I was putting covers on these, bro, everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just took me back. Nah, not for you. Um, forgive me, forgive me. But yeah, I um, yeah. After after I got the, the shackle off, that's when I got back to work, real work. So, would you say um, you got most of your work done in the DC area or in LA? It was it back and forth? What was really going on? Hmm. Forgive me, I just took a bite of teriyaki. I told you I wouldn't, but I had to. <laughs> Not for you. I'm so also good. hungry. So. I, I apologize for eating on your podcast. That's all good. Making you tempted with my teriyaki. That's all good. Um, one more time. Same question. Oh, so, well, first of all, you, you were on, you, you had the ankle bracelet. You you were in 
out east I mean, or you was out west or what? I was out east. That was okay. the part that made it that worse because this was before we got leave in D.C. So I had the ankle bracelet on and then the year after, that's when we got legal. So mm. the mix was on the ankle bracelet smoking pit. I was not. <laughs> I was not. I was very disappointed. All right. Very disappointed. Um, back then, back then, the majority of my business was in D.C. Okay. I'm damn near 100%. Clubs, business, uh, weddings, everything, mostly operated uh, with that as the hub, and it would spoke from there. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got two hubs, and things are split more evenly. If anything, the last two years, it's been more LA than anything. So, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, it's been something I've been trying to work on for a decade. It's just not easy. It's not easy when you're from LA. It's not easy when leave LA. It's not easy when you go to HBCU and then mm-hmm. come back to LA. Like LA, the politics are inherently uh, discriminatory. Mm. Like um, Atlanta has four different radio stations, right? In this one market. <laughs> you feel me? And then it's black DJs on all them radio stations. Mm-hmm. Black PDs, black staff, like everything. Hip hop. Hip hop radio. There's other races working there, but for the most part, you have the people that are responsible for the art are the same people who are responsible for output and dictate the story. In LA, in, in LA, yeah, it's a little, uh, <laughs> in a, a little more brown out there. I mean, it's everybody but us. It's not, I I can't even point to one particular race. You feel me? Like, the Latinos have their DJs, but the Asians do too. The Armenians do too. True, the true. Filipinos do too. It's everybody but us. Mm-hmm. Everybody but us. And we, everybody except for us has this access to these mixture spots in a culture that they don't dictate. Mm. and they might not come from you understand so like it's difficult for LA native born non-producing DJ to make it in a space where they don't think you exist Mm. that's a that's a very interesting take I didn't uh, realize the scene was like that but yeah like I, I can see it though Go on power106la.com right now. <laughs> yeah. And go to on-air mixers. Yeah. Go go to real 93. like, And I love the real, you feel me? Because they had DJ Head and they had Chuck Dizzle, but Head just left. Mm. You feel me? Now, they're doing better than Power. But they both doing some shit. Like they it's not it isn't conducive to the representation of hip hop in it in an authentic way. It Super actually random. It creates uh, more problems. Go ahead. Was uh was head AD's DJ? I think I remember. It might have been for a second. 
It was a long time ago. All right, never mind. Continue. Might have been for a second. I don't. The thing with head is, I don't think he wants to be anybody's particular tour DJ. But I think he might have done a set or something for mm. the homies. He uh, he does the BT cipher too. He's done a few mm. other. But he's a very he's a very popular and well accomplished guy. Nothing I've said here is to to slight him in any way. Mm. Only to address the situation that is the inequality. Also, side note. Yeah. Do you know DJ Goonie? Goonie? Yeah. Yeah. The okay. mixtape guy. Yeah. Um, mixtape king. So, when I was out there, um, I I moved to LA off the strength of I thought I did everything I could do here, and my sister lived out there. Mm-hmm. And only because she moved from Chicago. If she would stay in Chicago, I would have moved to Chicago. But she was out there. I stayed with her. Like, hey, I got to make something out of this opportunity. Right. And so I was there. Wasn't nothing really going. I don't even know how I found DJ Goonie. But he was like, hey, we're doing this Halloween party in the hills. You can come spin. Whatever, whatever. So I went out there and did it. Um, It was at some mansion. And uh, there was several DJ setups, whatever. There was one in the back by like it was a it was a drained out pool. There was like some CDJs there and like a little DJM eight hundred or whatever. There was another DJ there. I took over for it. When I tell you he was DJing for nobody, there was nobody out there. All right, cool. So I'm taking over for him. He's like, all right, knock yourself out. Twenty minutes later, that f- that pool was full of people, and I was out there going crazy. And then. <laughs> When the party ended, I was walking out. I seen DJ Goonie. He's like, oh, I didn't know you was here. Where the hell you at? And I was like, in the back. He hit me the next day. He was like, hey, Tommy, whoever that Asian dude you had was going crazy. And he's like, you want to come in the studio? At the time, I'm thinking like, what the fuck would I do at the studio? I don't know nothing about nothing. So I was like, nah, I'm cool. This is this is one of like five things that if I'd have went the other way, my career would have went different in LA, and I'd still be there. Another one was I was making business cards for this group, and because I do graphic design, yeah. And I mean, the same. I think we all, after a while, are like, yeah. yeah. Like my <laughs> whole graphic design career was based off of I'm not paying somebody for this shit. So I'm gonna That's do the it. same. The same. And I actually went to a UCLA design course. Oh, I have a associate's degree from a, from a community college because I was like, I let me go ahead and tighten this up a little bit. On me. But um, so I'm doing these business cards, and my sister, God bless her soul, you know, she 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 was trying to do the best for me. She's still alive. She she's trying to do the best for me. So she was like haggling on the money, and the guy who was either managing them or associated with them somehow was like, oh, never mind then. It was fifteen hundred or nothing. It was a first business cards, bro. <laughs> and I'm like. So every time I see them in a documentary or some shit or, or that uh that Jay Z and Nipsey what it feel like video, I'm looking like, damn, if I would have just been like that, I was that like, would that that would have been that would have been your meal ticket. Right. Cause at Literally. the time they had just started forming or whatever. No, they the they the, they them. They yeah. them. They them. They them. Yeah. Anyways, though, I love that. Yeah. Same. Um, we was talking about something. I'm sorry. I don't know, but the next question on my list is that what, what do you? So you do a lot of things around the country. I just saw your most recent Instagram post. Where, where were you at in Ohio? When? 
Uh, I guess it was 2022 sometime because that was one of the states that it hit. Oh, I did. Uh, I did All Star Game. Uh, I did oh. uh, at Creole. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, we had an orange soda All Star Weekend. It was at a Rebar. Shot the Rebar. They've shown nothing but love. And and I tell you, when I tell you this place, they've expanded since, but it was. 70 people in there would have got it packed out. And we had that bitch packed out. The walls were sweating. The shit was jumping. And it was like on the same street. It was like a block away from the arena. So, like, bro. I think everything is all over there. It's all over there. Everything everything is all over there. It's not. It ain't far. And Creole was new, too. It was one of those those, uh, businesses from Chef Jeff. Mascari, he's from he's from out here, from out, okay. the, out the DC area. Um, he does uh, he does another restaurant, Pope Boy Gym, and some other one. Mm. But yeah, it was I did the the R and B basement party joint. It was cool. It was mm. all right. Uh, it was all right. It was all right. I had a good time. Yeah, I actually rocked it. So yeah, yeah, I drove. I drove in the storm and out. I mean, from DC. Yeah, it ain't that bad. And the storm is different. Well, you know. Oh, six hours. Seven? Six. It was six. What I'm thinking is, uh, I'm thinking from Columbus, because it's a little closer from Columbus than it is from Cleveland. So, Mm -mm. Um, We we was in Believe Land. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, what, um, how do I ask this question? (laughs) You do a lot of stuff around the country. How do these things come about? Oh, how do I get booked? Yes. Oh, well, first I'm really aggressive. I'm a, I'm an aggressive booker, so I try to book myself as many places as often as possible. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I do is I'll check in with the people that need me the most. So mm-hmm. my residencies, uh, any partnerships, things like that. You get your dates first. And then I will start either buying plane tickets around those or I'll start making other gigs around. So luckily, outside of being an artist, I, I throw parties too. So, you know, torque tape and everything. I mean, you've been, but yeah, it's, there's other there's other things. There's other ways I skin the cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I try to keep it as diverse as possible. Really, like that's really the goal. Like the, trying, trying to get certain dates locked down and then get creative around the other. The reason why I ask is because so I see DJs growing their brand a couple of different ways. Mm. And I think me and you are excluded from all these different ways. And so that's why I'm trying to find some simple ground. So it's either one, you're Greek. Not agree. Okay. Two. Oh, I'm are, also not in the gang either. Oh, yeah, okay. You're not in the gang. Popular, yeah. I'm not a cripple nor a blood. So. Okay. Uh, not Latin King either. Uh, uh, <laughs> three. No. Um, you were attached to a famous rapper like long term. Like, like, like I knew you no. had to run with Nipsey, no. but. I've, like, I've been attached to fame to rappers, um, but never long enough to be like. When you see him, you see me. Right. Never. Um, 
You're a producer? No. Okay. Um, I'm also not a model. Also not a model. Also not TikTok famous, as far as I know. Mm, you've you've done much better on TikTok than I. Have. Bro, I'm just uh, I just don't understand. Like I, I think I don't dance enough, which I'm not going to do. So I don't know. No, <laughs> anyway, I'm not. not but yet. what I do think you have going for yourself that unfortunately um, I don't have is that um, Howard is a big network. It's decently sized. I will say this though, because there's a stigma, well, not a stigma, but there's this aura about it being all encompassing in this. I often have to bite the bullet or sh- sh- like carry the load. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I, there's a lot of rosy parts that I now am getting credit for, mm-hmm. but for a long time, it, Again, that itself wasn't wasn't glamorous mm. because, I mean, I think uh, Jay has made it uh, a brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard to Hollywood. Yeah. So because of that, it's become well, him and Chase B. They've because of how popular they are now. Being a Howard DJ has become this. Uh, almost like mystical type I would say uh, similarly like artistic does for FAMU FAMU yeah. yeah and honestly cause I don't really know nobody else for FAMU who do who got it true and even and this is no disrespect to Ron but even Ron takes a backseat to what Chase and Jake got going oh no that's a fact you feel me? And, and Ron is between the three of them. Ron's probably the best DJ. You understand? Oh, that's another thing. You don't have a, as far as I know, you don't have a crazy Twitch following either. That's, that's another way. No, I did okay, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't stay long enough. Um, I probably will later. I want. That's one of the things I want to do this year, but it requires me having setups on both sides of the country, bro. I just can't DJ for a chat. I can't. I can't. I need the person in front of me. Like, oh, you going? I need that feeling. The oh, chat yeah, don't I do mean, it for me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, well, I'll say it like it's an acquired. Place. Yeah, no, for sure. It's and an you know, there's plenty of people. There's people I know here from the city that's doing yeah. well on there. I just I tried it. It's not for me. I need. I, I DJ for. You're actually doing all right, though. I think we'll we'll get you back in there because you you're decent online. You just got to stick with it. It's it's ah, I know it sucks. It there sucks. are several things I got to stick with, but we we gonna talk about that offline. We'll talk about it I got a plan. Um, so but yeah, well, like I said, uh, I feel like I went to four different colleges and I and I didn't stay at any of them longer than a one year. And I feel like at least if you're if you were on campus for three years at any college and you was killing shit. People are going to remember that we're at around the country. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm, it's the name recognition." I feel like. Oh well, I I will say this: I still get booked. Oh, there's three evergreen things I'll, I'll always get booked for. Tour tape. Mm-hmm. One through nine, like people <laughs> will. Oh, I used to listen to. Oh, they played this at a. Oh, the. But, 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 any one of the mixtapes mm-hmm. is a booking at the end of it. 
um, parties from Howard, mm-hmm. whether it's D and D parties or anything formal, informal, anything associated with Howard, then, then people will book me. Like, oh, you changed the course of our lives with your playlist. Appreciate you. Boom. And then, uh, and then I used to do this other, like this, uh, this Valentine's Day mixtape thing. Mm-hmm. And people still like, even though it, it only happened in a three or four year period, people still hold on. So it still helps me get booked. You know what's crazy is that, uh, Nowadays, I get booked off of my reels. I booked weddings yeah. off the reels, so I mean, name recognition. Yeah. Um, but you got you got something. See, yeah. like if you don't have something beforehand, like when you have all the extra stuff we're talking about, people look at it and see it's empty because you can actually lead them. When people see your reels, they like boop, <laughs> name, face recognition, boop, 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 boop. Yep. Need it, need it, need it. So. What would you say are your goals as far as DJing is concerned? Um, I have a lot. Give me a top three goals. I'll give you ten. So, <laughs> first, I want to get a Howard DJ on the radio. I mean, like, there's no, for the last, well, not even just on the radio. I want to get a Howard DJ on 93.9, can't wait. Like, specifically, I need a young Howard DJ to make the transition across the bridge. Like, there's a there's a big tension between the school and the city, and that would help alleviate that mm-hmm. in both directions. Like, pipeline is the only way we can create the community, like, both both sides have full shared interest in shared culture, shared community, and boom. Um, I also want to help the pipeline to get black native DJ radio. Okay. Um, I teach DJs for free. That's something that I do often. So I want to get formal spaces on both coasts that aren't my house mm-hmm. or I can teach kids how to DJ. And keep doing it for free. I don't want to take someone who already can't pay for equipment or can't pay for this, can't pay for that, and be like, yeah, pay me for this knowledge, and then later on, you're going to get it together because you got all this knowledge. Yeah, they got all this knowledge, but they broke. Right, yeah. Beyond broke, they owe you. You feel me? And now you want to like that. My thing with uh, with teaching has always been you can pay me in your passion and pay me by sticking to this. But don't waste my time. Yeah, no. Don't, don't waste my time. And, yeah, exactly. Um, on the more personal side, uh, I want to redo all my crates. <laughs> I know it's the first of the year, you know, I know, like, I'm, I have... 13 hard drives I need to condense into one and just 
chop it on through. So that's going to be one of my goals, not only this week, but just in general, it's an evergreen DJ goal to continue having pristine, organized grade. I don't remember when it was, probably during the pandemic, but I sat down and redid all my crates, like literally from top to bottom. I had a bunch of zero one track one songs in there too. I had to rename and it took probably like three days and I'm probably at, I'm only at like 70,000 songs. So it it, it took a minute, but it was well worth it because now um, I got them by uh, decades and this is more DJ stuff that for people that are listening. Um, people ask me how you organize your crates. That's kind of like asking somebody how they organize the, the cabinets in the kitchen. Like, yeah. where, do you, where, do you keep, where do you keep your money in your safe? Right. Like, it, it's like, it's really personal to you. And I, I, I feel like no two DJs have the same organization, but mine's is by decade and then my genre. Um, and, and it's just a lot easier to pull from that, too. Because there'll be a lot of songs, a lot, a lot of DJs work from memory. Yeah. So there's a lot of songs you forget about because you don't you're not used to playing them. And so now I can just go look at 2010 hip hop and be like, oh, I ain't played this in a minute. Okay. I, I'll say, look, I seen the homeboy DJ Excel from Scratch Mechanics from uh, Philly. I want to say, I seen him him at uh, at the Dime one time. Anybody who knows, bro, knows he's an incredible, exceptional DJ, but he only got two crates. And it'd be hilarious because he'd be in there going off, like going crazy, going crazy. You're like, oh, what is he playing from? Like, where is he getting this from? You go look at his computer, bro. This man has two crates. That's crazy. Two crates. It's like all and then something else. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Great reference. Great. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was like, exactly. Do do how you do with, with what you do when, when, when you do it. But yeah, better organization of my computer. Um, advocating for more black women and queers you feel me in this space um advocating for more representation of black people across the board Mm -hmm. equity justice um better wages for me yeah i want to go back on tour i want to go peasy honestly so i really want to try to put that together but uh i would like a radio spot too it doesn't matter uh, which side of the country? It doesn't really matter. I I just kind of want to go touch the people. So I wanted to make sure that I was separate from my goal of getting a Howard DJ on the radio, getting mm-hmm. a DJ on the radio in LA. Because even though I would like to fit in both of those, if it happened without me, I would still be excited. That would mm-hmm. still be a win. That would still be productive for the progress. I'm gonna put you on the spot, okay? Okay. I wanna add a, in, I'm gonna add a goal to your list and you gotta say yes, okay? My understudy don't fret wants to DJ in DC. Can we make that a goal of ours to put her on somewhere in DC before the year's up? Yeah, I told you it's done. I told you yeah. I just whenever she listens to this episode, you hear that? It's done twenty twenty three. I, I, I want to say uh, we talked about it because I was listening to the episode. Um, the last episode, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's done. Even if I got to do it myself, it's done. That's it. Yeah. Listen, man. Mm-hmm. And this is, um, 
I tweeted this a couple weeks ago, but my whole goal in life is to get on to put everybody else on. And so, and so, like, I'm not trying to be selfish. Oh, you know, we're supposed to go over this before I start talking about uh, where your name came from and all that. How how we met. How did you come across me? Because I have a funny story on the other end of that, but I want to hear what you have to say first. No, you, I, come on. You should probably go first. Okay. So, here, okay. So, I'm sitting here. Um, at the time, I've been DJing for 14 years, you know, and then the past five years, I've been picking up speed. I really have been working on my craft, mm-hmm. uh, especially doing these weddings. Um, I've learned how to read the crowds to like, it's almost crazy how I could just walk into any room and be like, yep, they want to hear this. Boom, let's do it. And like my versatility. And I, I just feel like I've, I've become a way better DJ in the past, not even maybe three years than it's been. I've been DJing since 07. But I feel like I'm stuck here in the city and there's no outlet. So I asked two people, two women, because women, you know, like low-key run the industry. Like where the women are, the men are. And that's a fact. <laughs> so two women I know that are well-traveled and that no music and that no DJs. I was like, what do you think I need to do to expand my brand? So one, she's from here. Big shout to Ashley. Um, she was like, she gave me some pointers, some specific things to do, but the main idea is what everybody has said that I've asked, um, is to network, network with DJs. Boom. I was like, cool. The second person I asked, her name is Michelle. She went to Howard. (laughs) She lives in LA. She told me the same thing. And funny, the next day you commented on my post and I was like, so I I screenshot sent it to her. I was like, did you do this or is this just fate? (laughs) She's like, oh, that's the homie. I know him, but I didn't reach out to him. Like, this must just be a sign. I was like, all right, bet. So that's what happened. And then uh, I asked DJ Ola about you. Um, and then, of course, I asked Chelsea. Shout out to Chelsea. Um, oh, shout out to Chelsea. And shout out to Michelle, too. And shout out to Ola. Yeah. Um, and they all had said the exact same thing about you as far as being super supportive, super humble, super nice guy. And I was like, all right. That's three of them. That's all I need to know. And so I was like, so when you hit me up, you was like, oh, I'm trying to come out there and fuck with you. I was like, my first thought was like, ain't really shit in Columbus to see. So I'm going to just go to Howard Homecoming because I've never been. (laughs) So um, I just like booked a flight. And then uh, I asked other people where where they going. And then uh, my dude, B.I., the one I was with, he was like, shit, I ain't going. But if you try and go, we can go. So we made a whole plan out of it. And I was like, I'm going to just pop up on you and see what happens. And then, okay. and that's what happened. All right, so boom, I'll, I'll do it from my from my side of the thing. I I want to say I've been seeing your media for a second. Okay. Like so, outside of being the mashup guy or the reels guy, I think I just been seeing you pop up or say you've been boosting your posts. Something that have been happening to advocate mm-hmm. me seeing you, and I was like, all right, mm-hmm. okay, you know seen him again i'm like all right can we? a couple people know him you feel me so like I, that, again the thing about howard we we know niggas from everywhere mm-hmm. everywhere and me and chelsea actually are, are close okay. but i know um what is it madison i bro i know so many columbus people bro like oh you know madison uh, yeah that's like my cousin almost mm-hmm. so well yeah um but I used to send your videos to Jordan. Jordan, that's... Oh, okay. 
that's like my bro. And we used to like laugh. Like a lot of them were funny. Some of them were kind of corny too, but a lot of them were like really funny, like the grills and everything else. Like he used to really do it up. Uh-huh. We used to add everything in there. And I was like, you know, bro, kind of heating up. Like one of them caught like some real fire. I was like, Kind of, he putting some numbers on the board, so yep. I think I ended up following after that. Then we exchanged, and we talked again. Then I seen a couple like our mutuals licking us, like, "Oh, you know, such, 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 such. And I'm real protective of mine. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. We, that's see, that's my, yeah, that's yeah. Me and Burn, we on fire. Okay. And then you hit me like, I'm here. Here, where? <laughs> oh no! You know what? You no, tweeted, no. You was like, no, no. You was I on tweeted Twitter. the eyes. <laughs> yeah, you was on Twitter. And like, then you like, I think you text me after that. I was like, I don't know if you saved my number, but you text me. I did, me. <laughs> I did, I did, I did save your number. Cause look, I, Jordan will tell you, I don't save my number. And it's not on the person. It's just a legal. We'll talk. Off the like Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, so I, I definitely had you say, and then I want to say I hit you because that's when I texted you about coming out there before I went back to the conversation. I'm like, mm-hmm. Hit me, boop, boop, boop. And then I seen you at the first party, and I know it was kind of like on the downside at the time, but we soon very quickly turned everything right around. Yeah, <laughs> right around. And I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you came out around. That that really meant the most. Like in a big weekend with a lot of people around, I'm seeing a lot of my friends. Like it's also about making new ones. Yeah, I mean, that's what homecoming really is. It's not just for us. Like it's for everybody. Yeah, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. And I love DC. And um, yeah, bro, we gotta get you back. I'm just salty. The, they closed the Marvin. That was like my favorite spot. Oh yeah, Marvin was the one. And, uh, and like Marvin, Big Chief, like that whole era is no more. Yeah, we're we're in a completely different land. It's all re re um, redefining itself. It's all lounges. Yeah. So speaking how, of uh, lounges, when you make it, yeah, go ahead. Uh, shout out to um, damn, I don't know bro's name, but he an OSU alumni. He used to own Vivid right there on U Street. Uh, hookah bar. Uh, that's where we had the first orange soda out of town at. Um, and that was close, unfortunately. But yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, I can't think of his name. I don't know, but yeah. Yes. That was OSU alumni, and so he lets come out there and rock. That's where I met uh, DJ Tech at. Yeah. I met him there. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he went. He's still around, but yeah. yeah. I know he's. Uh, I've been talking to him since I met him in 2018, going through some things. But yeah. I, I, he's also, I think he's been back and forth between upstate New York and DC as well. So, is his um, the photography thing is way more popping for him than DJ? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad I. I started making reels because I bought this Rain 72 and I told my wife like, oh, this is for, the, this is for content. And she was like, you better use that shit every fucking day. It's $2,000. So I was like, let me start making some you reels. Got you got to. Yeah, I got and, to now. And um, look, and your wife didn't... 
See, that's why I gotta get married. See, yeah. I, need, I need that type of direction in my life because ain't yeah. nobody telling me to make no content. Listen, uh, the women <laughs> and I never, need it. I need it. The right woman won't steer you wrong. But anyways, um, I enjoyed y'all busted challenge, y'all TikTok video. That was really good. <laughs> I forgot about that until I saw. Yeah, I was like, I got, thank God for, or Elon Musk or whoever for giving my account back because I needed that. Um, so we talked about goals. All right, here's to here. Here's more rapid fire questions. Um, uh, number one advice for new DJs. Number one advice for new DJs. Make your move, stand on it. Stand on it. Make, make your move. move. Make your move and stand on it. Whatever you do, make your move and stand on it. Good, bad, otherwise, make your move and stand on it. People are successful because they made their move and they stood on it. That's a fact. And if you want to be successful, like some people want to be morally good. Some people want to be, you know, financially good. Some people want to be bad. Some people don't worry about it. If you want to be successful, you be successful. You're gonna have to learn how to make a move. That's something. Um, I wish I knew early in my career because I didn't. I, I didn't start like you said. You were aggressive. I didn't start getting aggressive or even just intentional until the past five years. But I think I was just fucking around. You know, some people like to play it safe. Some people are like, you know, what's better than what I got now? Like because they're scared to fail. Don't be scared to yeah. fail. Yeah, same, same. I, bro, I was like that, but it's like. I remember the point where I'm like, damn, I live off this. Like, I live off this. Like, it ain't, it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing else if I don't do this. If this don't get done, so it really made it made me very intentional about about everything. This is probably a question I don't I already know the answer to, but for the people listening, so you don't. This is the only source of income for you. Like, you don't have a, like a nine to five. No nine to five. I um, I do uh, I do uh, like speaker rentals and other DJ related stuff, but nothing, nothing outside of the business. Gotcha. Um, your current setup includes what? <sighs> Which location? Which location? Actually, they're both the same. Yeah. Uh, think about it. So, um, LA is two twelve hundreds uh, and a S nine. DC is two twelve hundreds. Well, actually, one twelve ten, one M M three G or M five G, and then uh, a S nine. Mm-hmm. You leaving? I'm sorry. You leaving? Bye, mom. I love you. Bye. Oh, you can turn all those lights off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I have, I have both of those. I also have a Roland 707M. Um. I'm also about to go get a Pioneer SRT 1000 in a second. So yeah, I I have a fleet. I've like bro, I got. Speakers on both sides. I got lights, gobos, all that, all that. Quick story. Uh, when I was in LA, 
and me and DJ Ola ain't have no money. So she bought one Behringer speaker. I bought the other one. And when we had a gig, we like, oh, I'll come get it. I'll come get it. Come get it, yep. <laughs> and then uh, she was salty when I moved out of LA. Like, damn, I got to buy another speaker now. And so when I came back here, I had a mismatch speaker. It was some, it was some bullshit. But now I got all like all EV stuff. Hey, nice. Honestly, um, so I remember having this conversation, but it's like I remember when I went from JBL to EV and then EV to QSC. QSC, yeah. And then now I'm on RCF. <sighs> That's the next step. I, I have like a, a QSC 8 for a monitor. Um, but I wasn't hip to RCF until we did this. Uh, we did, um, Because of COVID, we had like a drive-in concert thing with like Twister and Bone. And all of they shit was RCF monitors and all that. I'm like, man, I need to get um, some of these. Them RCFs. Crazy. Um, and then I also didn't realize. Outstanding. Outstanding. The, the Behringer speakers I have were heavier than the EVs. Probably because yeah. they were cheaper. And they like 600 watts. And the EVs like yeah. 2,000. Anyways. Yeah, um, the Behringer's at the, I remember at the time, I had something cheaper than Behringer's before that. But we used to tell each other, friends don't let friends buy Behringer. <laughs> that was the that was, the, uh, that was the, the common like, hey, hey, Bo, we don't we don't have to do that. We don't yeah. have to as a, as a family, we don't have to do it. Absolutely not. I'm glad I got rid of those. Um, DJs that you would say you look up to. Look up to. Um, dang, my hair coming out. You said it's not a video podcast. It's not. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. Dang, I was like, whole lock style is unraveling. <laughs> DJs that I look up to. Ooh. Uh, Aladdin. Let's start off with DJ Aladdin. Mm, DJ now, Aladdin. Listen, you you got to do your Googles on DJ Aladdin. I, I know oh, a lot of y'all sure. don't know. Yeah. I watch um, a lot of, probably like you, I watch a lot of DMC videos on YouTube. DMC videos, so, yeah. okay, yeah. So, yeah, we in that generation. But yeah, Aladdin is the one, bro. And then Aladdin, before, like, Outside of the fact that he went from L.A. to go win the DMC U.S. in New York, bro banged on everybody before his set. Like, hey, look, I, I understand, like, I'm about to play these songs real quick, but this is a gang sign. This is where I'm from. You feel me? Like, all that. You feel me? Now let's get back to business. Right. You feel me? So, like, that took heart. You feel me? And that's, that's, that's the ancestors. I mean, not the living ancestors, but that's, the, that's our legacy. You understand? Um, I look up to DJ B. DJ B from Scratch Mechanics. I look up to Alize. Um, my my big homie Premonition. Um, even like DJs that was around Howard at the time, like Phillip Banks, Anonymous, Get 'em Kid, Rocco, who's Niles G from uh Heavy Hitters now, and Big Will, all those guys like at the time, I used to look up to them. You feel me? They were inspiring at the time. Now it's a little different because you know, like I'm, I'm responsible for most, most of my inspiration. But I'm still, I'm greatly still inspired by the youth. Like most, of, most of my inspiration now is women or, or queer DJs. Like um, Calvin, Cal, DJ Trife, he's amazing. He was one of the first people I seen using. Uh, Isolator stems, <laughs> stems beforehand because he was using it on a tractor. Mm. Um, Tierra, Gabsoul, Magic, pretty much the entire R&B only crew. But I knew them before they had made the transition over. Mm. And Savage is on their, their crew now, which is cool. Mm. So 
they're they're all in the same pocket. They're in the same line. I mean, bro, like we just saw that Jeff, of course, Scratch, of course, but though that like that's the Bible, like right. I used to look up to Cubert until he said "All Lives Matter," and then I was like, "Fuck Cubert." Oh, did he? Yeah. Let me like, go bro, follow him on Twitch then. I was like, bro, I'll never. And and the here's the coldest part about the whole thing: like he doubled down on it so hard. I was like, bro. You don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to do this, bro. Like, right. you're an Asian from Northern California, bro. Like, you can literally get to the side that pays you. You feel me? Instead of being stupid. But then again, that shows you about DJing. Uh, Asian people in America uh, in America think they're white, but that's another conversation for another part. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's, I look, all, there's every group of color people has their group of people inside the race that think that they are not apart and it's just like okay right okay you're gonna that was uh that was one of the side stories in the movie get out you remember they had that one asian person there very much so it's like oh you think that because i'm no no boy no 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 we're all we're all on this side but Um, yeah bro so yeah i we'll be here all day we'll be here all day i mean if you got time i got i got DJ Puffy, I like DJ Puffy. He he tight. He had won um he had won Red Bull Freestyle a yeah. few times ago, but he's from Trinidad, I wanna say. Puffy. Yeah, I um Oh, oh I, Craze. You know, I looked up to Craze. Craze. Yeah. Craze. Everybody that was on the Scratch DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Swift, everybody else. No, I mean I used I like I liked Rob Swift more when he wasn't annoying. Now yeah, he's very preachy now. It's very preachy, and it's it's very tone deaf because it's like now he's like, um, you should just get the most expensive laptop you can get and do all. The- bro, niggas are poor. Right, niggas are poor, bro. And it's like, and you know that this DJ comes from from this poor shit. Like you used to split a fifty dollar pay with with three other niggas in the in the early nineties, bro. Like. Niggas are still poor, and niggas are poorer than ever. Right, so it's like, like he, you, you got to have some like some some something for the poor. That's why that's why I like to call. It. You got to have something for the poor. If you don't have something for the poor, then oh, you can't really do much as a people. And he's from that era, like literally from that era. Like he literally the era where <laughs> niggas stole turntables. Yeah, right, like <laughs> the New York City blackout. Like he was he was there. Bro, I'm sure he was that, alive for that. that. So. Yeah, but you know. I just, and I'm not trying to get um, preachy with the legend, you feel me, or I'm not trying to test the legend in any way or nothing like that, but it's like, bro, we got way more important stuff to handle. Mm. Like, we got way more important stuff to handle. There's no black DJs on the radio in California, in LA. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go fix that up first. You feel me? Like, that's way more important than, uh, than, than your methods of trying to reach the youth. Because, like, right. even the people that he's reaching, they damn near feeling like clones because, okay, they might do the cool routine here and there, whatever, whatever. After that, what Right. You're Brolic Army champion, and here's your $250. And now what? Exactly. It's not Goldie Awards. Like, A-Track going to look out. Here go a party. Here go this. Here go that. There's, there's going to be outlets for that. With Rob Swift shit, you got to go get ten times better after that, and then still go do something, and then still go do, like no, he's not gonna take you on tour with him. 
He's not going to put you on ESPN with him. Right. Rob, have you ever seen Rob Swift DJ with some young niggas? Never. No. I've never seen it. I've never seen him promote it. It'd be him and it'd be uh, old executioners niggas. <laughs> old X-Men. And, and that's it. And his and, girl. And his, <laughs> that's it. No comment. Exactly. No comment. <laughs> exactly. No comment. If you no comment. Yeah. No comment. Just go Google oh, no. it. Yeah, you get it. You get it. I won't uh, even say it because it's already understood. You right. All right. So let's move on. Um, he a bodybuilder now. <laughs> what's your? I, this is probably going to be a tough question. Um, no, no question is too tough. Go oh, yeah. Your favorite DJ moment. <sighs> Oh, favorite DJ moment. While you think about it, I'm going to tell you mine. Okay, go and ahead. I'm gonna tell you I, why. I got like eight, but go ahead. I have one, and, I, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> go ahead. So, uh, Orange Soda and Memorial Day weekend, we booked DJ Drama. Okay. Uh, he came, came up. First of all, like the club forum, shout out to forum. That's probably probably the best club in Columbus. The DJ booth is like you go through like a little room where the amps are, and you go up a stage, and it's real narrow. So it's like even if I wasn't the, the stature that I am, there's no way for two people to walk by each other. Yeah. yeah. So I'm up there DJing. I, I go on before he do. So oh, uh, and you got to go out. And he got to come in. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, his dude, who at the time I didn't know he was, but it's, it's late. He came up and set up the uh, the laptop, or whatever, and he's like bobbing it because I'm like, he went on a little late, so I'm like, I'm just slamming records now because I thought he was gonna come on earlier and I'm not ready, so I'm playing like diplomats and shit because I'm trying to stay away from the the south shit. So I figured he gonna do that. So late coming. I mean, he's, he's like, from Philly, but yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. right. gangster girl. So I'm uh, <laughs> so late coming up there. He bobbing his head hard as fuck. I'm like, oh, you feeling it? Cool, cool. So, so the heat bounces and then drama come up. I I gesture like I'm about to walk by him, and he just like came up to the to to the setup. So I'm like, so now I'm stuck up there with him, which is cool. I'm not yeah. like, but you know, like, fuck it, yeah. like some drama. people are like, you know, I clear the space out. I'm up here. I'm a celebrity. He's like, so he came to me. He gave me that. He was like, so what's this party about? And I says two thousands hip hop and R and B. Just play the gangster grill shit. He was like, cool, cool, cool. He's like, what's your name? I was like DJ Burn. He's like, big shout out to my nigga DJ Burn in the drama voice. I'm I'm low key starstruck. I'm not I'm not gonna front. I'm low key starstruck because you know we you know you know yeah it's drama. You know what I mean? So I'm watching him DJ. He played uh he started out with Cannon obviously. Yeah, um, good record. They played all his stuff or whatever. He played uh bottom of the map. Young Jeezy. So this is a two level club with the balcony. Yeah. I swear, motherfuckers almost jumped off the balcony when they heard that shit. It was going crazy in there, and that probably adds that's a, a vibe enhancement to have him there doing it live. Yeah, like it's like I could play these records, or he could play them and talk over them, or talk over them. Yeah, and then it's, and then so I'm sitting there like like my eyes this big, like what the fuck, you know what I mean? And so he stopped in the middle of the set. He'd look at me he'd like, you know, I don't know what to do. I got so many classics. And I'm up there like, what do I do in this moment? Do I yeah. like hype you, you up? Or do you have so many classics, Yeah, you're right, sir. You have you're an amazing run. Many but classics. I say all that to say, 
it was a great night. Um, took a picture with him, did all this shit. He and I feel like he just stayed up there and chopped it up. But somebody else came up there and asked him for a drop right in the middle of the club, and he was like, "Well, you got email my manager, or whatever, you know, blah, blah blah." And so the dude didn't take no for an answer, so he looked over at me. He was like, "All right, cool." I'm out of here. He gave me dab and bounced. But then he followed me on Instagram. And to this day, he'll post something on the story. I'll make a comment on it. Like, you know, look how we do. He always responds. And um, I've asked him about, like, oh, we had an album coming out, um, XYZ, Jack Harlow. He always responds. And it ain't no, like, heart. It's like a response. Yeah. And that just showed me, like, you know, no matter where you are on what level, it's like that people are still real human beings and he yeah, still interacts. Sure. And it's like it also made me realize that, like, what I want to do is not that far away because he's standing right here next to me. So it's like, of course, it's like hard work, talent, timing. But it's not like it's not some mythical figure. It's a nigga on Instagram that responds. It's real. Like, yeah, it's real. It's real because you can see it. It's real because you can touch it. It's real because yeah. you can hear Cause I'm standing next to him, like it makes everything real. And, Your actualization moment, I like that. And before that, we had booked Manny Fresh for something, but it wasn't the same interaction because he was—he's more reserved. Yeah, no, Manny Fresh is an introvert. Yeah, you can tell, which is hilarious because it's like I've—I've I've opened for him like five times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's like I—I've offered this man we like everything, like you feel me? Yeah. No, brother. Like, yeah. He don't even come out till it's time to perform. You feel right. me? And they got all their stuff, take care of everything. He just go through his stuff, boom, he bounce. And even the second time we booked him, he was in the green room afterwards because apparently there's some people he grew up with that live in Columbus now. Mm-hmm. And they, they they came to the show. I guess it's like almost family to him. So we was all in the green room talking, and he sees in there just like, just quiet. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to him. That's really fresh. You know what I mean? <laughs> But anyway, so like I said, that just um, gave me a lot of perspective on my career, and uh, and also shout the drama drama because I'm sure he gets this all the time. But I actually sent him one of my homies' songs, and he checked it out. Like I'm, it, didn't, it didn't go anywhere from that. But it's like, yeah. like you don't owe me none of this, and you doing yeah. it just because you a real person. So I appreciate that. So that that was the probably the biggest, the 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 most um, revered part of my career is that meeting somebody that made me like look further. Than where I am now, so that's good. Okay, for me, I'll I'll do I'll do my I'll do my I'll do rapid fire. I'll do three. Okay. So first, I got the DJ for Obama. I mean, yeah. So, um, Howard had a basketball game versus Oregon State, and his brother-in-law was the coach of Oregon State, so that meant him, Michelle, the kids. Anytime, Jesus Christ! Can you see me? Yes. All right, hold on one second. Hey, I'm at the house doing an interview. Give me like 30 minutes. I'm gonna call you right back. We just like that. Yeah. All right, that part. Yeah. My, my fault, brother man. It's all good. Yeah, let me go. I still see you. <laughs> No, no, no. It's it's not about you, Burn. It's not about you, right? Stop being selfish, Burn. Listen, man. You can be a little selfish. Here we go. My fault. Um. Yeah. Just Obama. Basketball oh, game. boom. Um. Yep. Yeah. Uh. 
Yeah, so Obama used to he used to pop out at all the Ernest Page. Me. Oh wow, that's crazy. He used to pop out he used to pop out at all the basketball games. And um him, wife, Michelle, both kids, security guards. Like we knew that it was coming or whatever, but we didn't think it was real. We didn't think it all showed up. So we going hard. Like this is when my president is black came mm. out like fresh. Fresh. <laughs> it's fresh. I think we I don't even think the Jay Z remix was out yet. But okay. it's, it's fresh. You feel me? So I play it and he not only stands up, but he gives me a nod. <laughs> this is this is one of the most single gangsterous moments in my life. Like Right. He gave you that. He gave me that. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them I see you <laughs> like um also I got to do okay so where I live at in LA is called Ladera Heights it's conveniently mm. nestled between the bottom half of Inglewood which would be like the north side of Inglewood and then like the Slauson Ave area that, that's that side of there so I live very close to the neighborhood Nipsey was talking about, to the upper left. Um, so when I DJed for him, one of the last concerts I did for him, and one of the best concerts I did, period, in general, also where we did Right Hand to God, it was uh, at House of Blues, mm-hmm. Sunset, which isn't there no more. And a lot of people that was in that concert aren't alive no more, Nipsey mm-hmm. included. So it like that was a a big 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 moment for me like a gigantic that was a big thing like that was a a big thing for me like not only did i rock the concert like because i got to do the pre-show i got Mm -hmm. to do like an hour pre-show and i got to do everything in between all the artists but like chase b was there that was my homeboy he was there and then um my homeboy Jason was there too. I almost got my other homeboy in, but he came too late. But it was just like it—it it, it was real. It mm. was real. The dream was real. I was everything I wanted in that moment had had been true. I was the star. I was next to the star. Stars was around me. Stars was out at night. It was the galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was great. Um, my last. My last uh, DJ moment, probably uh, DJ and Howard Theater, like, mm. uh, or any venue where it's more than 2,000 people, and I got to do more two hours. Like, 2,000 people. Yeah, like, that's, but it was so regular in between. 14 and 19 though, I took it for granted. Mm. Like we was doing Howard Theater twice a year. Mm. Like sold out. Every 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 graduation, every homecoming Howard Theater sold out. And then we would also do it like other other times intermittent. And I was the house DJ for the uh arena at the time as well. So it was like, bro, that was nothing. That was nothing. It was little not like nothing. It was something, but it was it was easy to do. And then we were doing Trill Grill. Trill Grill was big for me as well. 
because it was like we threw our own festival and I had some input in it, had some say so in that, and I got the DJ when it mattered. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, I know that was a little. Nah, I just heavy handed on that one, but so I, I had to. Halloween was our biggest party, Orange Soda. Okay. It's like seven hundred people. Yeah. I can imagine two thousand. No, nah, yes you can. Yes you can. Are we gonna yes, you can. yes you can. I can. I've already done it for you. I told you. I told you. We're gonna we gonna cook their ass up. Listen, I'm just uh I've uh another thing I tweeted I, I tweet these things so I can look back on them and say, uh huh, is that uh, you know, I ain't never asked for anything but the opportunity to show my ass. So, you yeah, know, talk about so, it. So, you know, just, you know, I feel like I've earned a certain level of opportunity that, that, that we definitely gonna make happen in 2023. Anyways, back to Hello. the questions. Um, DJ Black asked, what was the switch from DJing being a hobby to being a legit business? The survival. So, like, it, it happened a few times. So, like, I remember I got kicked out of my dorm. I still haven't told my mom to this day that this happened, but I got kicked out of my dorm. And um, I had to move. You feel me? This was happening in between semesters at the time, but I had been there moving. And uh, I was just like, what? how am I going to like live? <laughs> like, like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm like, oh. and I realized, like, I'm a DJ. Like, I've, been doing it i've you know already got some shit I, i'm doing i'm still working so fuck it nigga, this is what i do so that's how i gotta live then period and then that was it mm. that one um when i was had the ankle bracelet on <laughs> and then there was a time when i was actually in a cell and then my cellmate the nigga was <laughs> Scribbling Devil Want My Soul by French Montana, lyrics and all, on the uh, on the actual like walls of the joint. It was very strange, but mm. oh man, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, um, I um, for me, for me, it was always like. This is this is what I need to be doing. It's just over time the hunger and hunger got more and more and more and more. And mm-hmm. as you get older and older, especially if you color, like the 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 shit gonna click. Like mm-hmm. you gonna realize like, oh this this world is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's against me. And niggas will really try to take your food out your mouth just because like they uh, haters or they check it short or whatever, but it's like bro, this shit is a dog eat dog world. Dog eat dog world, dog eat dog world. That's so you fact. you got to make sure you 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 make a sandbox for yourself and sometimes for others, just to make sure that they not out here getting barked on or getting mm. dog walked. <laughs> That's a bar right there for sure. Um, <laughs> Recio asked, <laughs> "This is funny because of uh, the gig you were doing. What'd you play at uh, midnight on New Year's Eve?" <laughs> oh, what did I play at midnight? Um, Bless me by Kirk Franklin. Ah, see, uh, 
Don't fret guessed Stomp, but I guess that wasn't it. <laughs> no, I played I played Stomp at like twelve oh five. So we I had to do Bless Me as an arrangement. They had like an arrangement. Mm. And then because I played right before they did the the New Year's thing. Like they did the uh they did the countdown. They did when did they do? They did the countdown with a live singer with Miranda Curtis. And it was beautiful too. Oh my god, it was amazing. It was amazing. I took a video of it. I think I, I uh, put it on my story. I'll send it to you. Okay. But it was it was it was really cool. It was very interesting. And then right after that I played uh well right before I played Best Me, right after that I played Stomp. Um uh and then I played Before I Let Go for my pastor. Uh, yeah, it works. Yeah, um, it's his fortieth year, mm. and then they wanted to see him do a uh, do a little dance before he, you know. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so all these questions are from Don't Fret. Uh, I love it. Come on, come on with it. How has your music performance slash selection evolved since your first gig, i.e. maybe only hip-hop, now house, dance, pop, etc.? It has allowed my tastes and preferences to get refined. Mm-hmm. So when you, I miss the days of not being a DJ because it allowed me to listen to music with carelessness. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't care who makes this. I don't. I don't. I don't care who likes it or don't like. It. Like I could listen to something now and like it and know like I can't play this in certain places. Right. They're, they're gonna hate it. Right. And I hate. I hate having to think about music in that way. But it it has allowed me to receive other people's tastes and preferences in such a rapid fashion that. Now it's damn near like studying culture, studying psychology, mm. things like that. So, also music is dropping rapidly, bro. You're getting like a hundred thousand songs a day, right? So, and and honestly, half of those are on the piano. That's a fact. No, there's a she- the sheer amount of on the piano records is. Is something that we need to study because they they've been gatekeeping and they've been they've been doing very good at it. Mm-hmm. They're like, what you can't do is make more records than this. Right. So, do as you must. Do uh, as you must. The second part of that uh, question was: Has the elev- the evolution been for personal development or by demand? I'm gonna assume based on your answer, it was by necessity because it wouldn't have been that way if you weren't a DJ. Yeah, well, it's both. It's both. Um, if you want to make more money, you got to do more stuff, right? Unless you unless you get more of, of whatever, whatever, where you at. But provided you're not, that means you gotta you gotta do more to get more. So that even just even just like the gig I did this weekend, like church, like I had to study for that. Mm. DJ and gospel is like DJ and go go, like. It's syncopated in certain parts and not in others. Right. And it's everything isn't quantized either. So you have to kind of fit it together and then make it make sense. So, yeah. yeah. 
And then sometimes I'll be out there with my headphones. So you know how that go. I actually don't ever use headphones. Well, no, that's a lie. I just started using headphones now, but uh, because I reference a lot of the same songs, which and by the same songs I mean it's a big ass library. But you know, you can look at the waveform and be like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a funny question because I've been fighting with these beautiful women on using the microphone. Okay. So favorite phrases to use on the mic slash oh, crowd right. engagement. <laughs> one, two, three. Yeah. One, <laughs> two, three. Let's go. <laughs> um my favorite phrase is on the mic. Ah, do I have a favorite? Or what are some just go to ones? I do the one, two, three, but I, I like talking. What did that record say? Yeah. Sing this with me, ladies. Yeah, sing this with me. Um, I probably won't do a gender anymore. Mm. I used to, like, I used to. (sighs) That's the difficult thing. Nightlife makes you want to do one thing. Uh, HBCU education and then, you know, having to live through the moments of trying not to be a misogynist makes mm-hmm. you want to do other things. Right. Not for sure. And it's like, I, w- I want to represent, but I also want to be different enough to show you, like, this is how we can. These are, th- these are, these are ways in which we can be forward and progressive. Right. Say and how we move. But yeah, I'm saying all the same shit. I'm not saying nothing. I haven't said nothing revolutionary yet. <laughs> like the uh, what did what, what did Buddy say on that Bryson Tiller video? You ain't seen the video? Um, so Where he ran away and Howard? No, it had to be um, at a Halloween party because Bryson Tiller. Oh yes, 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 yes. No, I don't be saying that. <laughs> I don't, damn, I was finna just say something though. Damn, I was finna. Oh, so in DC they real creative with the mic work. You feel me, mm. like. It's one of the few places in the world where you still got paid hosts. You understand? So, like, uh, you know how in Poke It Out, this nigga Wale is like, she got a little butt. So what? Uh, yep. That that was a call and response for the past like six, seven years. Mm. You feel me? Like, and more recently, it got the the steam. Like, I want to say. Young Toon is the guy who who really is responsible for it. Toon is really that dude. Like he got a twin brother. This is a lot of twins in DC, but <laughs> Toon is like a one of the young nigga hosts. And and me and Bro has been cool, but <clears throat> his his style and the situation, like he'd be really adding the dramatics to the shit. This nigga be in the book. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> <I'm> like nigga, <laughs> what? And niggas be there going great, like bro. With the, the of course, like I can't do it because you know yeah. I sound stupid and I look dumber. But I be trying. But when he do it, when he line it up, it's magic. It's really magic. You gotta. Um, so we're taking some, uh, some months off from Orange Soda. So mm-hmm. the next one is gonna be a zoo. And you gotta come out to hear Marlon on the mic because he says some wild shit. Wait, when uh when when are you uh what month? 
We, um, it's going to be March or April, and we're not sure if it's going to be here or outside of the state. So we'll, I'll, I'll definitely let you know when we know. Yeah, keep me tapped in because I might be on that day. That's around the time where I'm looking to get my feet wet if you got some time for me. Okay, for sure. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, we're not supposed to be talking business on that. No, nah, that's all good. <laughs> nah, that's all good. Um, how do you prepare for gigs in places or crowds you're unfamiliar with? How do I prepare for gigs in crowds and places I'm unfamiliar with? Uh, five different things. So I'll do like a Twitter audit, right? So mm-hmm. I'll go look for influencers or people from your state and just look at look at what they say on. Like I'll follow like ten famous people from your state and just look at the bullshit they talk about. Or mm-hmm. people you follow that just haven't been from your state. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 I was talking about Chicago, I'd probably follow Larry Legend. Yep. Feel me, Chief Keith. Mm-hmm. Feel me, like the the people who are vocal and also responsible with how they uh, how they choose to represent their situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do like a Apple Music audit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll go like, oh, what are the playlists in your city right now? Like, what are people listening to? Like, I will go as far as to literally type in your city in the search bar and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. Like, and then like, now I'm deep into the shit where I know like, oh, this artist comes from this artist or this artist comes from this artist. You know, shit like that. Three, I'll go, I'll Wikipedia you. You feel me? If you big enough to have Wikipedia, I'll Wikipedia you. If not, I'll I'll like, you know, sound scan, media base, like I'ma get some formal information. The mm-hmm. third one is formal formal information. You got a number somewhere, you feel me, like a you call it what's the your artist ID. <laughs> you feel me? Like right. you got some information on you out there and if not, that means I haven't heard you yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because if you went from your bedroom to my ears and I like it and you don't have no type of way to identify to get you to no story, no nothing, that means you got to work on something. Right. Because your shit is easy enough to steal. Um, uh, So, Twitter, Apple Music, Wikipedia. Oh, boom. I will also... I'll do like the word of mouth audit. So I'll go in places around me. And if I got time, I'll go to where you are as well. And I'll, uh, I'll be able to make my, <laughs> sorry, I'll be able to make my decision. <laughs> that was probably the worst looking, uh, 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 yawn ever. But yeah, boom. I'm able to, to, to do all that. Um, uh, I'll also Google YouTube, but that's like the that's in three and five are kind of like the same. Yeah, but yeah, you gotta you gotta run audits. You gotta run audits. Now the thing that sucks is when you gotta run like twenty audits in a week. Mm. They all from different places. Like check out this new rapper from North Dakota. I'd rather not. Mm. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. And then this is the this is the part about DJing they don't really tell you like the the part where you, you gotta make hard decisions. Like the part where you got to go back into your laptop and and delete, delete songs like delete crates. Yeah, 
<laughs> like, you feel me? Like, yeah. oh, we're not pl- we're not playing this anymore, and never will. Can <laughs> never will. Like, and never will, and never will. So, yeah, it's it's um, DJing, man. It's what's for dinner. Absolutely. <laughs> um, reputation is key. So, what do you suggest every DJ practice as much as possible? Uh, well, repetition is your reputation. So, it, just continuing to practice is like tantamount, paramount. More important than that, what DJs don't actually practice is listening. Mm. Mm. You feel me? Like, I think that's that's where we really like. That's where we kind of we we miss out. Like, DJs don't practice listening. Like. There's listening, and then there's listening for intention. Mm-hmm. And then there's listening for... Uh, listening listening for intention and listening for purpose. And then as a DJ, you got to do all that mm-hmm. across the board. Across the board. Listening. And you got to practice it, because it's like, if you're a good listener over time, you can mimic what you listen what you hear. And then you know what you're listening to. Like, that's not a three click. That's a uh, that's two chirps and a stab. Mm-hmm. Boom. You feel me? Like if a D- DJ's hearing those three things, know the differences in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Somebody listening to that randomly is gonna be like, "This nigga's crazy." <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. And it ends. The story ends. Yeah. That, um, what you're saying about DJing and not being able to listen to music the same is the same way I feel about not being able to go out because I can't help but to listen to whatever shitty-ass DJ they got. And I'm like, oh, that was a tough transition. Oh, that one was too. Oh, I hope you're not getting paid tonight because this shit is terrible. Well, look, I, I will, I've listened to people and it's unfortunate, but I've listened to people knowing that they're getting paid all this money, wah, wah, wah. And it's like, damn, bro. You don't know whether you, if, if you can even get jealous. <laughs> like, none of that. Like, it's a very, it's a very humbling experience, mm-hmm. to say the least. Mm-hmm. But that just tells you, like I said, there's more out there. There's more. 100%. 100%. Um, last question from her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Top three Beyonce songs. Oh god. Oh. I guess from a DJ perspective, that'd be that'd be a better question. Mm. Top three Beyonce songs to play in the function. Play mm. or my top three Beyonce. Oh both. See? Now you gotta do that both. I feel like it's so different because and we need to make the notation, is this pre or post Because <laughs> all three of them are from Renaissance. No, Renaissance is crazy. Well, it's not even that all three are from, but it's like, let's just happen to say that, you feel me, like, I wanted to pick three songs from Renaissance. Would I be wrong? No. No, no. absolutely not. No, and I shouldn't be judged. Like, you feel me? Like, it should all, it should all be succinct, linear, all of that. But I'm I'm gonna go to say if we're talking about three songs, Beyonce songs that uh, 
I enjoy playing, I'm gonna go pre-Renaissance because I don't think that's fair. I think everybody's gonna say cuff it. You feel me? Everybody's gonna say heat it. Everybody's gonna. Uh, America's got a problem. Mm-hmm. Like uh, plastic off the stuff. Those are those are evergreen now, and mm-hmm. hilariously, but they're evergreen right now. Like mm-hmm. these songs, this is thriller, nigga. Like right. Nigga, Niggas don't think that they really understand what's going on, but bro, I know thriller when I see thriller, and that's thriller. <laughs> that's right. thriller. That's thriller, bro. It's not a bad song on there. Not a bad song on there. But um, I'm gonna go uh, be with you. Mm. Be with you. Um, that's the premium slow jam record, um, but it's also really slept on. It's super slept, slept on. on. It's super slept on. Cause like I used to I used to if this was five years ago, I would have said Kitty Cat. Cause Kitty Cat was that's where I used what I used to put right there. But yeah. Be with you is way sneakier. Mm-hmm. Baseline is way groovier. You feel me? And she's doing a boosy interpolation, fake sample, like I'll take it all. And shout out to Cincinnati, Bootsy from Cincinnati. Likewise, Bootsy hard. I mean, Ohio got it. Ohio got it. Um, so I'll definitely I'll say be with you. Um, party. That's party. It. That's no brainer. Yeah, party is the party start. And I, there was a time where party was annoying to me, mm-hmm. but it's still there. It's like polo. Like if somebody ever told you like <laughs> like if 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 somebody ever told you like oh that polo went out of style it's like they lie because right. like polo's never that's like when niggas be like oh we bringing back polo like polo never left bro like right there's never been a time that we've never worn polo chaps rugby like it's all polo we was always wearing double RL purple right. label polo 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 nigga polo polo Ralph Lauren polo polo. <laughs> So that's the that's the I I gotta have one evergreen record there. So right, that's, that's the one. Uh, my let's say what's my dark horse or what's my I think this is gonna be a Destiny's Child record. So let's do so good. Mm. So good. Okay. So that way we have uh, we got some we got some range. So we got like seventy or seventy three BPM. Then we got seventy nine. Then we got uh, what was the last one? That's a child. Oh, that well, um, so good is ninety nine. So yeah, it's ninety nine. So good is ninety nine or ninety eight somewhere around there. in between ninety nine and one hundred two. Um, That's another thing I do. I have to know. You gotta know that. I'm oh, trying okay. to think. If I pick three, Beyonce, um, it would be dangerously in love. Oh, good one. Um, oh. one plus one. Oh, and um, if, if we go on Destiny's Child, is uh, is she the reason? Which uh, I've always said, uh, you know, the best R and B is R and B over hip hop beats. Yeah, yeah. So, I I still listen to Next featuring Big Pun. Yep. Um, El Varner. They got they got yeah they got K Day back on. The, uh, Back on a, on the set here, so they do play. they okay. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll bring it up at the HR meeting. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the questions I had. I had one, 
was a personal question, and I forgot what the fuck it was. Was it good? Think about it real quick while I go grab this juice. All right. This one looks me. Oh, I say, ah, ah, four. Ah, fight with the thing. Ah. I threw it. All right, nigga back. Oh, I, I actually do remember it. I just remember it. Gang. So, you said something to me um, when I came to see you at the... Uh, the, the event you did uh, when you was DJing. The first um, one? No, the se- no, actually, it was the second one. It was actually afterwards. And there's a very specific reason I want to ask you this question. I'm going to tell you after, I, after I, I ask you. You said that you would have let me get on, but you had something to prove. And I want to know what that means because I also feel like I have something to prove all the time. <laughs> and I think we have similar... Uh, reasons behind that, but I want to hear your reason as to uh, why you feel like you had something to prove. Um, very often DJs will, will be victims, you know, but we're not able to really express our what happened. Not even until like later, or until something else bad happens. To the person, and they, everybody else realizes, oh man, that guy was a fuck nigga. Right. And then, like, yeah, like, man, he did this back in the day to me. And people be like, well, why you didn't say nothing back then? It's like, well, because right. if I do, I look like a hater. Right. <laughs> Not to mention, like, this is a very popular person that everybody loves and makes money off of the fact that everybody loves them. So if they can do that with their parties, imagine what they can do with their voice. Mm-hmm. But um, the chip, I'm not. I'm not famous. I'm not rich. Everything I I have, I literally fought for. Possibly got close to dying for. Mm-hmm. So it's like things like the twerk tape party and twerk tape and all that. Like I hold that near and dear to my heart. Not to mention, I also hold the fact that we're catering these experiences near and dear to my heart as well. So it's like, I have, I take it, I take it personal. It's damn near like a Jordan rivalry. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to win a championship, but yeah, that nigga called my mom a bitch. Like, even though he did and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna just make it up just so I can, you know, I have that intensity. I have that passion. I have that. These these chips on my shoulder aren't made up, but I have that same fervor for it. I have that same drive for it. I have that same go for it. I I give it everything. Mm-hmm. I give it. I give it everything. Nah, I get it. Um, I would say, and you would you would honestly got on had you had your laptop, but that's I have a hard drive, but I mean, it's, it's less about me getting on. It was more about. Uh, oh, the, the chip on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. so like, for yeah, for me, bro, it's it's personal. Like, cause again, for for DJs, everything is so connected to our name. Our name is everything. It's just like being a drug dealer. <laughs> like, right. bro, your name is everything, everything. And in one moment, one bad song, one instant, everything you worked years for can get ruined. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like. A lot of things that night have my name, and I just had to make sure that 
they came out. Nah, I, like I said, I definitely feel you. Um, a lot of people want to see me fall too, just because I didn't go to school with them. Well, one, if, if we keeping it all the way funky, it's because I'm not all, all the way black. That's one reason. <laughs> but two, because I ain't go to school with them because I'm not in the same fraternity as them. I'm not the same, I'm not from the city they from. Um, like I like I didn't get put on by my friends or by. My by promoters, I got put on because I grinded it out. Like because every time somebody put me put me in a position, I showed out. And we in the so, same boat, and we not pretty either. We not right. nobody finna be like, oh, we we want to fuck those guys. No disrespect, we want to no. fuck those guys. Like, like yeah, I, bro, I like. see a lot of that too, and I'm like, yeah, but he can't mix those. I mix in my sleep, so. Um, uh, you've seen me mix up my sleep. Yeah. So, uh, last question. Please. Um, I'm about to take a note out of a. Uh, you watch the uh, Up and Smoke po- uh, podcast? All the smoke. All the smoke. I have, but not recently. So, the last question they always ask is if you could have one guest on this show, who would it be? But the caveat is you got to help me get them on here. I got somebody in mind, but if you don't say it, I'm gonna say it. So, ooh, ooh, I want I want to do somebody good who isn't as close. I I'm gonna try to see if Ron can do it. I mean, artistic. I'm oh, okay. Artistic can do it for sure. But that nigga is. Yeah, I can. I can <laughs> only imagine. And I might have to. I might have to give give up a favor. But he's. He honestly, he's really good for interviews. He's good for press. He's good for media. Yeah, I can see how he gets booked uh, the way he does because he's a. Uh, outside of being a great DJ, from what I've seen, like he seems like a good personality. Well, um, he's a he's an A one nigga. He's an A one nigga. Like he's he's solid. Like he's solid. Out the bottom. No, I I will literally sock somebody out if they say something bad about Ron. Like that. Right. I know I'm not the only person that feel that way. Well, but uh, probably him or or Jet. I really want uh, I really want more people to be caught up with the story of Jordan Jets, and I feel like he's not only the next best, but he's the right now. And, and- he, he he gives me the same vibes that you gave me, as far as being a good person. So if you if you thought my story and look he's he's come further than me, and he's done like look bro like if you thought my story was interesting bro he's got it, he's got it, he's got it, he's got it. All right, well, yeah. uh, as soon as this episode comes out, you you know just I, yeah, like I, I said I'm sure this numbers on this show is going to skyrocket. Because we have such a. I'm gonna try. Guest. Look, I haven't, I haven't tweeted all year. I haven't posted all year. I'm, I'm probably gonna go archive. <clears throat> I'm probably gonna go archive some stuff too, so I can just go make space for this. Because I'm not even, gonna, I'm not even gonna be on social media f- for a second just to get mm-hmm. my life and everything together. But yeah, bro, I'm, I'm gonna give you all the clicks and views I can give you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, last thing. Where can people uh, reach you at on social media? Everything DJ Chubby Swag. Uh, at sign D, uh, DJ C-H-U. 
B-B-E, swag with two Gs. Um, I'm on everything. I'm on every single thing. I'm on Snap, I'm on Twitter, I'm on IG, I'm Reddit, I'm wrong <laughs> everywhere. So if you need to find me, uh, just get out there and, and type my name and send me a message. I'll, I'll tweet back, I'll follow back, or I'll email back. Something, something's gonna happen where I hit you back. What's the? I'm uh, never, never going to leave nobody out there. What's the next gig? Next gig, Friday at the Dime. I'm home in L.A. right now, so Friday at the Dime. Uh, Friday, 10 to 2 at the Dime, and then I fly to Chicago to do Hugh mm. the day after. So, there it is. Mm-hmm. And there All it right. was. All right, well. I definitely appreciate you giving me all this time and all this information. Yeah, very I valuable hope it conversation. wasn't too long, bro, bro. I appreciate oh. you having me over. No, no, we, we only, uh, we carve out 60 minutes for this because I want to respect everybody's time, but I have nothing but free time. So it, it definitely <laughs> didn't run over for me. Um, I'm sure this won't be our last conversation, but hopefully everybody listening to this got something out of it. Uh, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Super Music Directors. You know where that name came from? What? So our collective name, me, Recio, Don't Fret, is Super Music Directors. Because we couldn't say oh, suck my dick. Because yeah. <laughs> that's our attitude about things generally, SMD. So we had to make it something that was. Yeah. And it sounds professional. It's my SMDs, right? Absolutely. But yeah, that's it. We're going to get up out of here. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Once again, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share. And we out of here. Let's bring it back to the top. Let's bring it back to the top and do all this all over again. Not peace. Bring it back to the top.